and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. Thank you so much. For what? Being here. Of course. I mean, it, I was driving on my way home and I'm like, what a solid dude. Not that you're not a solid dude. Not that I don't ever tell you that, but I drew. I just genuinely really appreciate you making this work. Of course. All the time. Yeah. You come here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's fucking easy for me to roll out of bed and just click a button and really <laughs> add no content. You just. Yeah, but you upload everything. That's I know, true. I know, I know how much work. All right. Know, I'm great. You suck. I know how much work that is. <laughs> Like, um, it's I enjoy you and I equally enjoy this. Oh yeah. So there's no way, like, there's no way we're not going to do it. Right. So whatever it takes to have happen, it's not like yeah. I don't see it as a inconvenience. Okay. In good. any way. Good. So and I pride myself on not missing a week without an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for one of my classes, um, that was something that I got to brag about. Was was this, um. I'm using this show as um, kind of my case study to develop and see how how I can make it better, mm-hmm. um, which is fun because it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I care about. And hopefully it fucking gets some results. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, like you said, we're not doing this for the listens, but um, my God, the people that do listen are literally the best. I agree. Um, today I posted a video. Um, today's it's okay. So today's Wednesday, so this is going to come out tomorrow. But today I posted a video that um, Micah, Jen's cousin, sent us of him just just taking some farm animals and and reenacting Animal Farm scenes from <laughs> Animal Farm. I I I didn't know that he created that. I thought that was something he found. Dude, so did I. Like I watched it and they kind of played it really quick at work, and I was like. Oh, I, I was like, what is this? And then, like, I didn't really get to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I went home and played it, and I was like, wait, that's Micah's voice. Yeah. It I, was. I don't recognize his voice. Yeah. I, right. I haven't met him. But, uh, and then when you guys started talking, I'm like, oh, wow, he created that himself. Yes. That is so cool because all of you guys know how much we adore the movie Animal Farm. We've got. Stuff. Movie? Sorry book it's literally book. right there it's i'm literally looking i'm actually looking at george orwell's yeah, face like right we now. always i just keep it always on that shelf because i don't know it's just something that you and i enjoy mm-hmm. and it's like you know having alex on and reading about it but just for him to send that and like i mean i don't know if it's out of fandom of the show or him just i mean you know you're now in dem boys chat mm-hmm. <laughs> which i feel honored by the way oh yeah of course i mean it's like we're i'm constantly sending shit to you and then shit to them and i'm like you know what just i'm just putting them all together so that i could just send it all at once um but for him to make that and send it to obviously he knew he's gonna get the reaction that he got from us Mm -hmm. uh, but it was it was just so awesome yeah i was like thinking about like how funny it would have been to post like uh, no animals were harmed in the recreation of Animal Farm <laughs> and all that stuff, but I didn't. I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave it in its purest form and post it. So that that was one thing that a list, someone who listens every week did for us. Another thing is, so we have this space. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know I game in here, but you and I also pot in here. We have this big table. We have all the Trailblazer stuff behind you. Um, Someone else who is very dedicated and listens to the show every week messaged me and was like, hey, I don't know how she got all this stuff, but she was like, I don't even remember how she phrased it. She like didn't even like it was almost like a minor suggestion that she might give me this stuff. And I was like, yes, I'll take it all. Um, so I have more stuff to go up on the wall, but I also have something for you. What? I'm getting a present. This is exciting. 
Crip City Portland Trailblazers Global. Yeah. Like 50th anniversary. It's from logo. last season, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how or why, but it's from Amy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how or where she got this stuff, but she get she gave this she gave this stuff to my sister to give to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I have one as well. But these, I gotta find a way to frame these. Okay. Hit me with them. Ooh, mellow. I, I don't know if it's mellow. That's or, or, double zero. I think, okay, yeah. They're just art. It's art of their jerseys. Ten. I don't know who ten is. I don't know. Joel Persville? Maybe. Was he ten? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't. I think the numbers might just be. Random? Yeah. But uh, they're just like red okay, hot well, rolling. Well, well, 77 is Spirit of 7. I mean, that's yeah. that's the year. Oh, maybe that's the year. That's the years, dude. That's the years at the... Oh, look at We're fucking figuring shit out, dude. Look how cool we are. 2000s. Yeah, 2000s. 2010s. 80s. What, that, no, but that one didn't come out. And that one came out in the... Oh. That was a... Uh, 2010s. That was a, it was a 2010. So, oh, it's just like decades. It's decades. Decades era. Look at us figuring we're, this shit we're out. We're figuring it out. <laughs> that was 2018 well, like damn, Amy Kamikaze coming in clutch. Uh, 80s, 70s, and then 90s. Look at that 90s one, dude. That's classic. So I'm going to try to find like... Let's a do key. with the block letters on that oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I want to find a, a frame so I can just have it in one giant frame. Mm-hmm. All of them laid out for like the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Isn't that rad? That is really cool. You give me the dimensions. I c- I'm sure I can find something at like Craft Warehouse because it's right by my house. Okay. I'll, I'll send like, you... Put them, all, like, put them all out and like yeah. figure out the... I kind yeah. of was measuring it, but then I was like, I'm going to play Call of Duty. <laughs> Makes sense. I play Call of Duty. Anyways... Today super awesome i mean and and amy's one of the ones who were like you know what you guys like talk about blazers and people like might not like it but i think it it's it's you know there are those who say that like when they hear us talk about blazers that even if they don't care about basketball they can hear the passion and it kind of encourages them to Mm -hmm. to at least have some interest in it um so anyways shout out to amy shout out to micah you guys are awesome uh with that said you and i prior to hitting record we're talking about something um, that I'm glad that you got into because you never, never, ever, 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 you're already smiling. Take my suggestions. True. On things to watch. Um, True. I t- why did I you do, do this? On, I do on music. Okay. But damn, that's good. That's I like that. But not on shows. Why? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. Have I wronged you? No. Have like, I? I think the only thing I've ever watched that I that you've told me to watch was I know um, one right now. Go ahead. Well, Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. He told me to watch the movie Watchmen. And you hated it. And I hated it for like a night. No, you hated it for a night, and then you're like, hey, I hate it. And I'm like, no, this is why you don't hate it. And you're like, holy shit, I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened. That was a conversation yep. over text message. Yep. Uh, what was it? Um, oh. I must have wronged you. I somewhere. didn't. I honestly, like, I didn't really get is. in Arrested Development. I had a hard time. Oh. I had a hard time with that show. What? Yeah, I know you love it, and that sounds like that'd be like you telling me, like, eh, kind of like throwing a wet blanket on how I met your mother. I mean, I did. You did. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Like I've seen, like I'll see, I'll see clips or or gifs, gifs uh-huh. of uh, of it, and I'll be yeah. like, oh, that's really funny. Like I remember, I remember that clip, and I'll kind of laugh. But it right. just, I don't know, it just wasn't. It didn't quite hit. Wow. The way that it does with you, so, but no, I won't call it a wrong. Well, but that, but that doesn't have any influence on me not watching sh- movies, right? I, 
I went back and watched the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not as good as I remembered. Oh, which kind of bums me out. So when you say that, I'm not as hurt. But you know what's interesting is like there are things that I quote. It's like one of those things that you quote all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are moments where I'm like, oh, I guess I get through season one. I'm like, there's not really anything I quote from season one. I get to season two. I start getting a little more. Season three, I get a little more. Season four, which was Netflix, which everybody shit on, has way more things that I'm quoting that I realize. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, this kind of changes everything I thought about Arrested Development. I, and I, I think I stopped right at the beginning of four. I didn't continue through the Netflix stuff. I don't think I've even seen the most recent of it. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, which I should watch. But So I'm, I'm not that bummed about it, but mm. it's a... Anyway, so you did choose to watch Only Murders in Our Building. Yes. In Our Building? In the Building? In the Building. Only Murders in the Building, which is a... Hulu original. It's Hulu original. It's a... What is it? A real crime. Not a real crime, but it's 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 a fictional real crime show uh, uh, with Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone is murdered murdered in the building. They all they all meet each other and kind of become friends because they're in this into the same true crime murder podcast. And then someone is murdered in their building and they decide, hey, we should solve the murder and start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Why did you do this one? Why'd you get into that one? I think it's because the way you're talking about it, uh, you were saying uh, you're talking about it as. Well, the, I think the podcast angle caught my attention a bit and i feel like doing a podcast yeah adds just a little extra layer to the comedy in this show because there's so many relatable things yes like the most recent episode it's a unfortunately this is one you're gonna bring up when i my favorite part from this most recent there there wasn't a (laughs) there wasn't so this is a weekly release which i was really disappointed about because i i watched the first four episodes in one night and i was ready to go keep going and then i'm like oh it's every tuesday yeah like that sucks yeah but anyway i had the most relatable moment today so they get in so Martin Short and Steve and uh, Steve Steve Martin, they get into they're trying to follow their other co-hosts who they think might be implicated in the murder, and they're driving with these guys and they're talking about how they're they do a podcast and then the the dudes that they're driving with say, well, we're doing a podcast too, and I had like I've done this where somebody else says they have a podcast and you're like, oh, you get the little <laughs> highbrow and you kind of like. Like oh you do a podcast well I do a podcast too and yeah. then and then they re- <laughs> then those guys have like the dudes are with yes have like a super successful podcast it's like they get millions yeah they of get listening like yeah they get like they get like sixty thousand listens an episode or something yeah. like that for their their horticulture yes <laughs> like, and and then they oh my gosh I just for some reason I had I had like this really relatable moment mm-hmm. where I was like huh yeah I've definitely done that too like when you had that um you had like an old friend of yours started some podcasts. Yes. And I, I would always go and compare our listens to their <laughs> listens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. so, so there's definitely like kind of like a podcast yeah, rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. What does he say? Like he, Martin Short says something like, oh, like uh, anyone can do it if they try a slugger or like he's mm-hmm. like totally demeaning them. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, for sure. Like we get like 60, 60,000 listens an episode. And they're like, then they start name dropping and they're like best friends with that mm-hmm. celebrity. Yeah. So good. My favorite scene from this episode was when 
<laughs> they're riding in the car, and Martin uh, Short is recording the whole conversation between him and Steve Martin. And there's this moment where kind of Steve Martin opens up about mm-hmm. things, and Martin Short, he just really, like, you, you see an empathetic, caring side about, like, he's just really addressing the things that Steve Martin is saying. And then he stops and goes, Oh, that's that sounded that sounded that's not believable. I'm gonna redo that. And see, Martin just goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> there was a really, f- um, yeah. There was is like you schmuck, and he's like, "Well, you say I, he's like, and he's like, people love people love controversy or like yeah. people love arguments. Will you say that again?" And then Martin and then Steve Martin changes his tone and says, "You're a schmuck." Yep. In a different tone. Yep. There is so much. Like, it's that uh, podcast stuff where it's like you're just like. He's he's just saying it for the show. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mean it. He's yeah. just saying it for the show. Uh, and then he's another time he's like, oh, that was good. Say it again. And he says it again. He's like, just passively goes, I'll just have to clip that together. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's, I it's love a, it. It's such an original concept mm-hmm. that it's, it's really cute. C. Martin wrote it or came up with the idea like 10 years ago, I guess. And... He was like, you know, oh, I watched an interview on one of the late night shows with them promoting it, the three of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I thought of the idea, like, how fun would it be if there were like three old guys who were into true crime? And then they're like, hey, there's a murder in our building. Let's like they, they wanted to go and like start an old true true crime. Um, they would want to do that like for fun. But they're old and they're just kind of bored and they're kind of just like, meh. And then someone's murdered in their building and that just becomes convenient for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like how he, he came up with the idea. And then I guess he was telling like later, like 10 years later, he was telling uh, Martin Short about it. And Martin's like, well, we're old. And so they're like, OK, so they just did it. I wonder how they ended up with Selena Gomez. I don't know, but she's an executive producer on the show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but. I think it's it's exactly what you would need. And three old guys, you kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It becomes like, what is that one movie with like uh, Morgan Freeman and like all these old actors are in a movie together and they're like doing young shit together? I can't yeah. even remember. It, it would get old quick. Yeah, it's the same concept. But then because you throw someone younger in there that they don't understand and mm-hmm. then she doesn't understand them as like old people, it's a generational thing. Yeah. Like it's an old trope. Oh, dude, the, the thing about uh, the calling and texting, I think it was like in episode three. Uh-huh. They're, like, well, they're like, just call her. And, he, and she's like, they, he's like, they don't like. He's like, they don't like calling and talking about just like our generation. Yes. So he's like, I'll try to send out a text. And he's like, salutations or like, I picked <laughs> like Aloha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I got the perfect mm-hmm. one. He says Aloha. Yeah. I think it was just I, I'm so I was really hoping that they wouldn't get a second season. And that's because I I like it so much where it is now. And I don't even know where it's going. But I just don't I don't want it to be ruined by going too long. Like mm-hmm. we've seen so many times uh, they got they just signed on for a second season. Of course they did. So I'm wondering if maybe they don't solve it at the end of this first season. And that'll drive me insane. Mm-hmm. That'll piss me off. But then I won't be so mad that it goes into a second season. Right. Um, so I don't know if you if you have free time, if you're just bored and you're looking for something new to watch. Check out Only Murders in the Building uh, on Hulu. It's, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so good. It's got to be good for me to to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, it's that, just that good. sounded really douchey. I didn't want to sound like some sort of snob. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, clearly you are. You didn't like Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> I I just um my I don't know my my attention span with sure. with, with shows well, is just limited. so short. It's, it's limited. Yeah. My, what, what are you going to invest time in? Mm-hmm. You start something. And did you ever finish that Underground Railroad? No. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no. Exactly. You're like, dude. Hell no. I ain't finishing this. Yeah. It's got to be worth it. Yeah. I I finished like I finished the boys season two. Oh, I still haven't. You should. Yeah. That's good. Okay. There's there's a few there's a few franchises out there left that that'll be like when it comes out I'm on like I'm on it I will invest yeah. time. And I didn't. The I boys is one of them. I haven't talked about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, though. Because no, you was, were apologizing was for sounding like a douche. Oh, I was just sorry if I sounded <laughs> like a douche. <laughs> I just wanted you to say. Big Brother, I haven't talked about that at all. Mm. Uh, we're just almost like there's only six people left on that show. And every season, dude, for the last 20 years, um, there's been 23 seasons. I think this is the 23rd season or something like that. But, dude, every time it's like if you're a minority, like the white athletic douches always get together and they always like the minorities are always one of the first people out. So they they intentionally made this cast far more diverse Mm. um and there were six black people in it and an asian dude and like one guy's half black half latino one's half black half white one's half black half indian like it's far more diverse people from different cultures and different backgrounds so all the all the black people were like yo like we always get screwed let's start an alliance day one and their argument, like they mentioned it in passing on the most recent episode that they might be the greatest alliance in Big Brother history, to which me and Alex were talking about it because we're super fans, and they are. Because every alliance, you lose people along the way. This alliance, they just constructed themselves so well that there was no way they were ever going to lose a member. And so what they did was, as six people, this might be boring for you, but I think it's so interesting. So they had six people. Each member of the six had an alternate person as their, like, number one. So then when it came time to start picking off people that were associated with the six, if if, if you, me and, you and me say you're in the alliance and I'm not mm-hmm. – it comes time for something they're like all right it's time to get jeff out now because i'm your number one to hide the fact that you're in alliance with them they put you up next to me to be voted out and because you have the numbers you'll never get voted out they vote me out mm. it's genius it's been genius so for the first time ever in big brother history they're going to have a person of color win win the show because they're the only six left yes super cool um you know it's emotional for them i mean it's never happened and all of them were talking about how like no matter who wins we all win because there's representation now Mm -hmm. in the in in this whatever in this show in the history that's cool uh one black woman has one but it was like celebrity big brother i can't remember her name right now she was from from like real housewives or something like that Hmm. which brings me to celebrity big brothers coming this winter can't wait how celebrity are we talking about? I mean, last time it was like Mark McGrath, Tom Green, um, Ron Artest, um, and then some like other, like Lindsay Lohan's mom. Um, yeah, yeah. That's celebrity? I mean. It's loose. <laughs> what's it her name from the Bachelor wants to go on there? Which one? The one who works for ABC now. Uh, Caitlin Bristow? Yes. She wants to go on it? Yes. 
she she as soon as they announced it, she was like, "Yo, I know I work for ABC, but can I get on the show?" I don't think they'll let they can do that. No, because she's working with the Bachelor Nation. She's like working with the Bachelor. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's that's Kylie's girl. Dude, she's gross. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, she's she has two uh, rescue golden retrievers from China named Ramen and Pino. Ramen, because they were almost in it. <laughs> God, no! Uh, the rescue organization, Bunny's Buddies, uh, names them when they come over, and sh- they named him Ramen Noodle, and mm-hmm. so she just kept the name, and then. They ended up with this with another one named Pino. So mm-hmm. the Instagram handle is ramen paired with Pino. Oh, okay. Lame. I mean, I know. I the way that's just. Are, are you gonna get forced into watching it if she's on it? Probably. <laughs> if Kylie listens to her podcast, which is like oh, off, off the vine. Gross, it's gross, dude. I don't. I, uh, 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 look, if she's gonna sit there, she, no. If her Kylie and her, is, I'm calling her Kylie her out. out. Calling your wife out. If she's gonna sit there when we're gaming and mock you when you're like, that was a pretty solid kill, and she's like, yeah, it was. <laughs> then I'm gonna call her out for this. <laughs> she, um, her and uh, uh, Jason Tardic, her um, who's also on The Bachelor, uh-huh. uh, they're engaged now. Uh, they were on different oh. seasons, but anyway, they met. Anyway, yeah. they're actually they're actually kind of a cute couple because she went she went on Dancing with the Stars and won Dancing with the Stars. Oh, random. Yeah. Okay. I hope yeah. she goes on Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Tamar Braxton won. Um, Jonathan Bennett. He was like the boyfriend in that like Lindsay Lohan movie or no no Mean Girls. He's like the the dreamboat in that. Oh yes, okay. <clears throat> he was on the se- season two. So season two of Celebrity Big Brother was the one that was dating Rachel McAdams, but then was with yes. Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Jonathan Bennett, Tamar Braxton, Candy Burris, Tom Green, Lolo Jones. I think she's an Olympian. Yeah, uh, she's a sprinter. Yeah, Kato Kalin. Uh, you know who that is? Kato Kalin. Uh, yes, I can't. I know that he was living in the pool house. That's right. Dude, That's right. With uh, I met him at Comic Con. He was there a couple years ago. Where at Comic Con? Yeah, he was a hundred percent on cocaine. Um, hundred percent. That uh, sports radio show that I listened mm-hmm. to. For whatever reason, they always have a booth at Comic Con, uh-huh. 1080 the fan, and yeah. they go there and they they interview people. And they entered that year he was there. They yeah. interviewed him. Yeah, yeah. And they they even said the same thing. Oh like, yeah, he was definitely on cocaine. Dude, he definitely was. <laughs> he was like all over the place. It was insane. Um, Joey Lawrence. Ryan Lockie, uh, Dina Lohan, um, Natalie Eva Marie, who's like uh, WWF, uh, Ricky Williams, football player, yep, and Anthony Scaramucci, <laughs> the Mooch, yep, yep. Ricky Williams, I bet that was interesting with him and Ron Artest. Ron Artest wasn't on that season. Oh, he wasn't. Ron Artest was on season one, and God, he was so good. He was so good. That was Mark McGrath and all that. That was Mark McGrath and Ron Artest. Was he Metal World Peace at that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they called him Meta the whole time. Anyway, so yeah, I hope uh, What's-Her-Name-Goes on Big Brother, so then you have to watch Celebrity Big Brother. I'm sure I'll end up having to watch that. This will become a Celebrity Big Brother podcast. Well, as I was leaving for here, I got the... Uh, Kylie was asking Tucker and Bo if they wanted to watch um, Bachelor in Paradise. Did they? So... I'm, I'm sure they're sitting on the couch getting pets right now. Oh, so they wanted to? Yeah. They were into it? <laughs> mm-hmm. My my uh, my golden retriever is like Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, that's good. What is that? Just uh, another so edition. 
it's a way for them to continue to make money off of the bachelor so every all the cast like all the cast offs like not the top people mm-hmm. but the people who are like get thrown out in the middle of the, okay. the middle of the show uh get put on to there's like 10 girls and 10 guys and then they will bring more in as other gets voted out but essentially like they just throw 20 people into this like island resort mm-hmm. and all it is is just like if you can find you just try to find your match through this and it, it's just it's just an excuse for a bunch of hot people to hook up okay and people and then yeah so there's not like good. a single person they're all just kind of yeah, they're just all kind of mingling. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, it's pointless. Appropriate. It's absolutely pointless. <laughs> Dude, did I tell you about that trashy? But just... little John, yeah, is co-hosting it. Oh, who's like the, the yeah, yeah. Who's the uh, uh, host? I forget who the actual host is. Is it the same host? No. So they got rid of him. Oh, because he's he racist. Like... Because he's racist. Oh, okay. Who's the host? What's the show called? Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor. This is really interesting. <laughs> Hosts. Um, twenty twenty one. David Spade. That's right, David Spade and uh, and uh, Little John and Titus Burgess. Burgess. Oh, he's from that one show. Which one show? Oh, uh, the Incredible Kimmy Schmidt. I haven't watched that. Oh, I like her though. She's a fun dude, actress. That show is. Is it? It's. It's so weird, but it's it's well, good. She's weird. It's we- you should just watch like two episodes. Okay. It's freaking weird, dude. Uh, and Lance Bass, I guess. Oh, cool. You didn't know Lance Bass was a host of this? I didn't. Oh. I haven't watched a single episode. I thought of you were like really into it. Anyways, I love Lance Bass. Did I tell you about me watching Daisy of Love? That's the spinoff of the uh, Rock, of, the Rock of Love with Did I Brent tell you Michaels. I was watching it? Yeah. Okay. So I, since we're on reality TV, I'm going to talk about it. But another podcast I listened to had mentioned it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. And I watched the entire effing season. <laughs> I'm so lame, dude. And it's like this second place runner up, Daisy, who was originally on Rock of Love 2, so he didn't find love the first season, so they had to have a Rock of Love too. Uh, I think that's how it works. It was both Brett Michaels, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so she's like the prize to be won, if you will, and all these guys, all these rocker guys, are competing for her love. This are they is, actual rockers, like dudes that were in a band some, at one point? Some are, and some are like fighters, and some are like, but they're all wearing like, um, like Ed Hardy, like bejeweled shirts. Oh god. Oh, it's awesome. And so she's like, I'm having a hard time remembering everybody's names. So she comes up with nicknames for all of them. Let me just read you some of these. So uh, um, 84, 85, 86 was this set of like brothers who all dressed up like 80s hair bands so that she just gave them years. Uh, Dropout, Torch, Flipper, Professor, Weasel, Brooklyn, Toolbox, Cage, Six Gauge, Fox, Big Red, Chi Chi, Sinister, Twelve Pack, Flex, and London. I'm gonna guess Weasel didn't last long. Uh Weasel. No. Not at all. <laughs> um, Gone pretty quickly, but too the soon. The top were Weasel. The top four were London Flex, Twelve Pack, and Sinister. Mm, sinister. Dude. So 
just a weird show, dude. But there's this scene in and the whole show. The other podcast I was talking about was like, get to episode five, get to episode five. So I was like, I'll get to episode five. Holy shit. It is absolute chaos. And uh, you wouldn't believe like if you were to walk into this house during this moment, you wouldn't believe what you're seeing with your eyeballs. But I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to tell what it was. So if you want to watch it, you got to at least get to episode five <laughs> oh, Jesus. of uh, Daisy of Love. Anyways, I watched the whole thing. Where do you even find this show? I think it's on Hulu, dude. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think so. Of uh, Love. Uh, yep. Yeah, Hulu. Um, I, I think the episodes are also on YouTube, but it goes one episode. It says one, two, three, but three is actually episode four. So if you don't care about watching episode three, just go one, two, four, five. Because just getting to five... There's, there's just the scene in five is insane. But these guys are like, it's like they become friends. They're kind of aggro with each other. Like she finds out like a bunch of them actually have girlfriends outside of the house. Of and course then, they do. Oh, it's so good. Of course they do. Those guys, all those people go on those shows. Even the bachelor. Really? Bachelorette. They go on the show to build brands. Yeah. It's those, so weird. Those people make money by like getting on there. Yeah. And then being able to like promote shit on Instagram. Right. Because for they, sure. they become famous. They build their brand and then they sell shit on Instagram. Like that's are, the model. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yes. We're going, <laughs> we're going on there. Although I don't think I'm making it. Why? Huh? Why? We need, well, here's what we need to bring. We need to get Car- uh, Carter mm-hmm. and to get Connor mm-hmm. and then he can be. The batch he can be the bachelor. What does that mean? Well, then we'll just write like his coattails. Like we're competing for him? No. Oh, he'll be part of our team. Oh, he goes on the show and gets famous. Repre- yes, and he represents. Say what you mean. Yeah. We just we just have him decked out and, and say, say what you mean. Gear, gear. swag, yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Let's say what you mean. Necklaces, baby paper. Say what you mean. Tattoo. Exactly. I'm down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he is, but. <laughs> I don't know how long his career is going to last where he's headed, so maybe this is the best route. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so did you want to get into the YouTube clip? Yes, I think we have to. Okay. Um, Okay, so we get a text from a a dear friend. And let me plug, plug in this cable in. Hold on. And cables plugged and in. And cables plugged in. And uh, I don't even remember what she, what she said, but she was just like, have you guys seen this? I think is what it was mm-hmm. prefaced with. Which is kind of out of the blue because we haven't heard from her for a while. I mean, you guys did an episode of TTR a little while ago. A couple months ago. Oh, okay. I, just, I um, guess it was in the beginning of August, so it's like a month. So she sends us this and like... I'm like, what? Okay, cool. I don't know. Again, I, I'm at work. I don't mm-hmm. really have time to watch it. But then when I sit down and watch it, I can't believe what the fuck I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Should I just play it? Yeah, I think you have to. There's really no way to explain it. Okay, this, as all of us have seen and all of you listening, everybody's getting real aggro at these school board meetings. Yes, because they're trying to indoctrinate children. Yes, so this is a clip from the Washington School, uh, sorry, Washougal School Board meeting, and you will all know who we're talking about from this clip. I'll let I'll let this gentleman introduce her. Oh, gentleman, loose <laughs> term. Hey, Miss Carter. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to address every man sitting on this board looking at me right now. Every single one of you is a coward. You failed in your duty, your birthright given to you, being born a male, 
to protect your kids and your community. And you know how I'm qualified to say that? Because I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm also a combat veteran. And now I'm also part of the greatest brotherhood in the world. So you, all you men have been put on notice that you are cowards and you have the power to stand up and end the CRT, to end the sex ed, to get rid of the mass, to quit all this bullshit. You can end it, but you won't because you're cowards. It's all lies. You got it? The other person I'm here to address is you. I don't know what you're, what, Donna Sinclair. So everybody with a, a group with the name Proud or Patriot in their name is a white supremacist, right? So explain me. I'm an Asian man, but I'm a proud boy. You called us out. So I'd like to know what position you're in besides being white to say that we're white supremacists because that is not the case. You know nothing about our brotherhood. In fact, you're scared of it. And all you can do is hide behind your mask and hide behind your laws and hide behind your rules. Guess what? One day, all that power is gonna be gone because the people are gonna take it back. And every person in this room won't forget who each and every single one of you are, especially the men. Well, um, <laughs> I'm sure there's, uh, I mean, there's a lot to get into there. Yeah. There's a lot of digging. You can just keep on digging. Uh, where do you want to start with uh, with that? I just, uh, I initially, like, I miss Joey Gibson. <laughs> I miss the days of just Joey Gibson, like. Like that, I, he was the worst we had to worry yes, about. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. That's, maybe that's exactly it. I, like after watching this, I was like, I wonder what old Joey's up to. Like, I, I just, uh, oh, Logan's Logan's whining. He wants out. Um, yeah, I just, I don't even know. You know, I really obviously don't miss Joey Gibson, but I was just like, really, dude. Um, he. I, I was taking notes, and these are kind of my first reactions when I saw them, so I just kind of jotted them down again real quickly. Um, but initially, you know, and maybe this is just the beta, like, the beta male in me. Well, we're cowards. But who the fuck are you, and what is your definition of masculinity? And, like, you are not a man. You are not men because you're not – because – I, well, because why? That's the other thing. And that's the first thing I said back to you and Donna was like, he's not saying anything. No. He's going, you got it, is what he says. And he's like, they're all, it's all lies. And because I say it's lies, clearly it's lies. Yeah. What are? On my authority. What are you talking about? Prove it. Yeah. That's why. On the authority that he's a man, that's how you know that what he says is truth. Mm -hmm. Absolute truth. Yep. Fucking annoying, dude. Um. Also, if we're going to talk about like, traditional masculinity do you think the way that you're talking to these people is appropriate that's this that's, is sparta like what uh, what uh, I, I i don't i don't know like it's just absurd it's absurd like if you're gonna say that what you're doing like what you're doing what you're, what you're representing is being a man and then going up there and talking to people like that in a public forum, is that also being a man? Threatening them. Yeah, threatening them like you will lose your power. Like, 
oh. will remember you. Yeah. Especially the men. Yeah. Well, he didn't name any men in his YouTube clip. So, oh, dude, in the comments in that YouTube clip are just gross. Just like, hell yeah, tell them. Tell them, yeah, brother. I can only imagine. Um, also, uh, you hide behind your laws? Yeah. Your laws? <sighs> so we have different laws? I guess. No? Like, what does it mean to be American? Like, this, that's the thats the age-old question we ask the child, right? Like, what? Are you, who are you to define what, what does it mean to be American? Are we not abiding by the same laws? I, I, I don't know if he could even articulate that. That's another, like, huge part of the, my annoyance with this is, like, like I said, I don't feel like he's saying anything. And to sit down and have a conversation, like, I... Like you said, can he articulate what he's talking about? Define what if you're going to tell everybody what it means to be, I don't know, a student in Washougal School District. Well, what are you talking about? What are you there for? Are you against like because he doesn't really say it. I mean, I'm sure if we dug deeper, we could get more information. But the loss thing, like I'm, I initially my gut reaction is like, what, what do you mean hiding behind our laws? Like, and, and, and you and I mentioned, we, you and I talked about this a little bit, but this is also a, an elected body, elected people, elected officials in a democratic process who won the majority to be in their positions. Mm-hmm. So we don't No, those people don't count. We don't believe in democracy. No. Remember, remember, Jeff, that we have to care about the the people whose voices are being silenced mm. by the majority. Remember, okay. that was the whole argument about why we needed to um, have election audits, why we needed mm. to vote against certifying the election. This mm-hmm. was Josh Howley's, this was Ted Cruz's mm-hmm. argument, is that there's 74 million people out there who feel like their voice isn't heard. Mm-hmm. And that justified all of their actions. That justified undermining democracy. Because 74 million. With forgetting that the 81 million who voted for Biden, whose voices were heard in the three in the the difference of three million people who voted for Hillary Clinton, whose that's choice what I was thinking didn't get. That's what I was thinking. Whose choice didn't get represented. It's it's not like you, you said this before. It's winners and losers. Like, it's just the game, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a game, but it is what it is. It's the nature of the, the democracy, right? Yeah. <sighs> Them losing, them being, I don't know, not heard, I guess, is not new. But but this time, after four years of Donald Trump, everybody said, okay, we can't we can't let this happen again. We have we got to do something. Yeah. And they did. Mm -hmm. And so did they. Yeah. The Trump supporters also did a lot to ensure that their voices were heard and they were heard. Mm -hmm. They just didn't win. No, but the the issue is is that you have the Republican Party who is continually moving towards our towards authoritarianism for sure. How can they not see that, Jake? 
I don't like every day. I'm not surprised by new bullshit that I brought. You know, I, I wrote brought shit to talk about also on top of this, and it, it kind of transitions mm-hmm. into that. But like every day, they're moving goalposts and they're moving uh, uh, borders and they're moving parameters of what's acceptable, and they and they don't see it. Well, just in the way they talk. What do you mean? Like the way they the way they <clears throat> like I don't know the the way they talk. Uh, President Biden is an illegitimate. He's an illegal president. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's that language. We're we're, we're going to take the power. We're going to take the power back from you. Yeah, um, and using it under the guise of the people, right? But mm-hmm. you represent an incredible small minority of the people, right? But yet you justify overthrowing the majority. Yeah, the plurality. I mean, the majority. The I. The majority of Americans, you discount them because either a they're not mask they're not masculine, mm-hmm. um, they're not. Uh, I don't. I whatever other parameters you 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 have to categorize people into seeing them as not American, right. right? So they don't actually care. So therefore, the only people who really actually care are those that you have your narrow definition of who are Americans, mm-hmm. and therefore that is really America, and that's the only voices that matter. Like that's that's how they've like co- like cocooned themselves yeah. into believing that's the only way they can do that but unfortunately that isn't a very authoritarian mindset it's crazy it's crazy it's scary like them defining you and I talked about this all the time like defining what is patriotism defining what is uh american i think that even approaching it that way is anti-American. Mm-hmm. We are going to define what Americanism is. Can you? Yeah. I mean, you and I and Alex, we we've talked about it. And we, it's fun to it's that's a fun theoretical conversation to have because yeah. I think it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the definition, right? Yeah. You know it, what's what's frustrating is that they think that they don't have a like they act as they act as if they're victims, right? Yeah. They're, we're the minority. Um, like we're being, uh, we're being our way of life, our culture, our values, our morals are constantly under threat by the liberals who want to destroy what it means to be a man who want to yeah. like make you feel bad for being white, all this kind of stuff. But we've taught, and if you listen to, to the Republic on the show, on the, to the one I titled, is this democratic? There are there is no other republic like representative government mm-hmm. that gives more power mm-hmm. and agency to minority preferences, mm-hmm. minority political thought, mm-hmm. which is the Republican Party, than the United States' right. system. Right, and yet they st- their way of thinking still couldn't win a majority in the Senate, which is geared to be able to give them the majority. Yeah. They couldn't win the House of Representatives, and they lost the White House, who, which is elected by an electoral college, which is set up to weight their way of thinking higher yeah. than their opponents. That's well said. And they still couldn't win. And you're going to tell me that you're somehow the victims? Maybe refrain, reframe yes. how you think Yes. at that point. Like, how can you take that amount of losing <laughs> and not change? And not, well, I guess it, they are changing. 
but they're becoming they're pushing themselves further away to what is palatable by yeah. the majority of Americans. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the only thing we have to worry about is at the, right at this point, those people are unelectable on a national stage because yeah, yeah, Trumpites, Great point. Trumpites are only the majority in a very small amount of, of states. Mm-hmm. They are only, they're a, they're around a plurality in a few others, but mm-hmm. the majority of the states those are unelectable candidates right. and on a national election they're unwinnable so really it comes down to apathy like okay. if mm. if mm. people who voted for biden yes. continue to show up in the amount yes. that they showed up to vote for biden in 2020 mm-hmm. we don't really have anything to worry about in the presidential election in the near future yeah <laughs> and as the demographics of the united states begin to shift by 2050 we're going to be a minority majority nation. Mm, mm-hmm. That means whites will no longer be more than 50% of the population. Right. They'll be the, the plurality will be minority. Yeah. So if you look in States where if, so with the 2020 census data, I was looking at mm-hmm. breakdown of what are the white, like what are the whitest States versus what are the, the States that have the, the biggest minority populations. Uh-huh. Scope like, in places to like move te- to. No, like, no, te- <laughs> like Texas. Yeah. Texas is consistently shifting oh, for towards sure. a higher, mi- like a higher minority population, mm-hmm. and those states generally the hi- the states with the higher minority populations skew more blue. Yes. So even te- like the the worry of the Republican Party yeah. is that Texas is going to s- slip. It's very real, and you can see it in their actions mm-hmm. and the way Abbott and the and the uh, the right now the Republican legislature mm-hmm. are trying to rig the game mm-hmm. at the local level to limit ballot drop boxes to right. to not to not allow like to stop mail in voting, the very things that minorities typically use as vote as mechanisms and tools to mm-hmm. vote, mm-hmm. they're limiting access to to. But those. not just minorities, everybody would use those mechanisms. Yes. Yeah. But. A lot of since a lot of the Republican voters skew older, mm-hmm. many of them are in their retirement age. Mm-hmm. They can make the poll, but they can make the, oh, okay. the polls yeah. in person on a Tuesday. Yeah. Whereas most minorities, a lot of them mm. working non-career type I jobs. Mean, anybody, if we had to go somewhere to vote and didn't have the option to mail, it would be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. It would be a pain in the ass. You're right. I shouldn't just label minorities, but minorities are disproportionately if we've sure. as our as our as own two white as guys. our own research. Yeah, right. But <laughs> as our own research has shown, yes. we've, we've done a lot of research yeah. on voting. Yeah. As research, our own research has shown my, minorities are adver- the most yes. adversely affected by um, restrictions, restrictions on voting. Yeah. 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 So they're seeing that trend going blue, and they're they're heel digging into this vitriol and just poisonous fucking state of being is not going to win them anything. And I think that's the point you're making mm-hmm. is that you have to appeal to the tr- the changing demographic of the United States and they're not. Instead, they're victim they're they're the victims, they're the poor white people and I guess Asian guy um <laughs> Uh, uh, that, uh, they're being, they, dude, the, the, the tremendous just agony that these people are going through of being request, like requested to wear a mask. Can you imagine 
just the pain and suffering of of just just knowing that you sh- you don't want to wear a mask but you you should <laughs> i i are you fucking kidding me dude mexicans were sprayed with ddt to remove bugs and lice from them before they came into the country in the 50s and you're worried about someone suggesting that you wear a mask so that others don't get sick? Fuck off. Yeah. But they but they they it's a badge of honor for them. I wear my shit outside just to piss people off, dude. <laughs> I was doing it today or yesterday. Really? Yeah, I wore I was walking around outside wearing a mask and I wore it around somebody who I knew would say something. He's like, "Dude, you're outside." And I go, "Yeah, man, I don't want COVID." And he's like, you're ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm just saying that to poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, like that is the worst that the that your fucking kid. The kids don't give a shit. Kids don't care. They don't. They don't. And I can say that now because I fucking have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like they're they're focused on socializing and they're focused on like their homework and their studies and their sports like. I I just I have I have not spoken to a kid like I'm sure they're annoyed like it sucks yeah but all of us are annoyed it all sucks. of us it does suck but to 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 just fucking just stake your yellow flag down into the ground and be like I am not being fucking heard I just I'm not buying it and I just don't, I don't they don't get any sympathy from me and you want your fucking haircuts and you're just like the Karens of the world and the Kens the Karens and the Kens just obnoxious dude and also like I've been kind of like I've talked about like just the shadiness of like doxing people and like how I don't really like I'm not really all for it and all this stuff we've talked about that before mm-hmm. but dude on that Karens page those those people get doxed quick Really? Oh, and they're all getting fired, dude. Really? Coughing in people's faces and stuff. I don't understand how we became, as a society and a culture, so apathetic Mm -hmm. to each other's neighbors. It's insane, dude. And we became so such a privileged and pampered society that someone like that dude can stand up at a school board. Mm Mm-hmm. And just call people cowards mm-hmm. because they refuse. And imply to, violence. Yeah, and imply violence, yeah. right? And you're using the threat of yeah. your brotherhood. Yeah. Bunch of Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. Um, that that because they didn't... Because they didn't... Um, like, undo the mask mandate. Yeah. Which is not even... They can't even do that, right? It's, yeah. It, it just shows his ignorance of right. where the mandate comes from. Washougal has to do it. They're state and they're essentially state employees. It's not a private school? No. So they Jay Inslee man yeah. like mandated it. Yeah. Going to the Washougal school board and telling them that they could end it is just bullshit. They can't. Yeah. Even if they wanted to. <laughs> That's like Lauren Culp, you know, not doing what he has nothing to do with. Yeah, his uh, he wasn't gonna. I'm I'm not gonna enforce the yeah. state uh, gun laws. Well, you didn't have to in the first yeah, place. Yeah, you wouldn't be the one to do that. Yeah, it's a f- anyway. Uh, so it's but how privileged did we have yeah, we become? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is like that is our fight of our lifetime. It's that is the our revolution, internet, dude. That's our revolution. It's the internet. That being forced to wear a mask is equivalent. To being thrown in concentration camps yes. and being persecuted because of your religion. Yes. And skin color. And fighting against it, walking into a target 
and berating minimum wage employees fucking kids over dude. over having to enforce a mask mandate yeah is your version of paul revere's ride yes like shut the fuck up you looney tunes <laughs> pieces of shit like stop co-opting stop co-opting our imagery and trying to attach yourself to this like image of what america like image of america yeah. like and it's so dude and it's so it's so interesting we get be so, so rich uh, it's so interesting and yet so annoying yeah like right when afghanistan like when all the shit was i mean it's still a fucking mess right but yeah. as you know as right after the the troops were killed mm-hmm. and the u.s was just like finishing its withdrawal at the same time, Richmond, completely unrelated, mm-hmm. uh, took down its stat. Rich, the city of Richmond, yeah. the capital yeah. of Virginia, took down its statue of Robert E. Lee. Yeah, it was a con- like one of the lead Confederate generals. And Trump tweets out, "We could really use a general like Robert E. Lee today for Afghanistan." For Afghanistan. And I'm like, he doesn't give a shit about Robert E. Lee, but all he's trying to do is tie culture war into what's going on to Af- in Afghanistan, right? Yes, absolutely. We're destroying our history. We're taking down our history because that's what this Confederate statues represent to right. his base is that, oh, that's a that's a monument to our history. You can't take that down because you're trying to whitewash. You're trying to, not whitewash, but you're trying to, like, I don't know, paint over our history right. in, in a glossy way. And yeah. kids aren't going to know what the Confederacy was or slavery. How could, how could you possibly know what slavery is if they don't see a statue of Robert, Robert E. Lee? Right. Forgetting the fact that those were built during the Jim Crow era, yep. not during the Civil War. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, that's super. I, I just I find that shit so annoying because people just buy into it. Like they hear like, oh, oh yeah, Robert E. Lee. And then they just pop. And then you just like you hear it just. He says it, and then it just yeah, just yeah. trickles all the way through the media, like the media, and then you hear it on the streets, and they think that they're mm. the ones thinking for themselves. Yeah, dude, that is all. That's exa- I that's was thinking that yesterday. Constructed dude. narratives. Yes, I was thinking that yesterday. They're don't fucking tread on me. Their fucking government can't tell me what to do. Bullshit. The second their fucking fearless leader or fucking Abbott or Ted Cruz say something. They all just fucking mimic it and say mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. shit. Don't tell me the government can't tread on you and tell you what to do. You're fucking drones who are programmed just to regurgitate whatever the fuck they're just saying. Exactly. That's exactly what I was mm-hmm. thinking yesterday, dude. I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, that was good. That was good. Get me fired up. Uh, it's true, though. Like, you, you're not independent thinkers. And, and they think we're all indoctrinated. But because... I, I don't know. I just I'm I was writing uh, uh, something for my uh, for my class about just the the intentional mental gymnastics, the intentional mental challenges, the intentional uh, uh, just seeking cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. looking for it. Yeah. We do it all the time. You and I as exercises of like we don't know shit. Let's go prove it. So that we can f- find ways to learn. And I'm reading this book, dude. I wish I had it out here. I don't have it out here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, let me pause. I just want to give this a sh- quick shout out real sure. quick. All right. It's uh, Carol S. Dweck, D- Dweck D-W-E-C-K, uh, PhD. It's called Mindset, the Psychology of Success. How, how we can learn to fulfill our potential. Parenting, business, school, 
relationships. Oh, a do it all mindset. Yes. Okay. So I was like, my my this was what was assigned for my reading for school, and I was like, what? Like, what is this fucking hippie shit, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, I've already made up my mind, right? I start reading it. You don't know shit, Jeff. Fucking now, now, what do you think? And I'm like, okay, I guess this author fucking knows everything. It's about just considering the way that you're thinking and getting in stuck in like a fixed mindset where things are binary. They either are or they aren't. They're either success or failures. And changing that within yourself or, or as a teacher, like teaching that of like, hey, it isn't like that. It isn't, isn't pass or fail. It isn't success or failure. It's okay. How can we learn from this? How can we grow from this? And just changing the way that you're looking at things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, dude, this book is right. And and that's what got in the cover. That's why, you know, the prompts from this book was something of that nature. But for them, they they are in fixed mindset. Things are binary to them. They're either they either are or they aren't. Mm-hmm. And there is no consideration or interest in growing and growing. And we're the fucking sheep. And we're the ones who just blindly follow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just really glad you brought that up because that's, I was just like, wait a minute. Like I was doing that mental gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Let's get in here and think about the way that they're thinking. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, these guys aren't, they're not thinking for themselves at all. They're just regurgitating. And that seems like so obvious. And we've said it a million times, but then to counter that with what they're preaching and how they're individuals and like we don't listen, the government doesn't tell us what to do it's like no they do you all stormed the capitol on january 6th you morons mm-hmm. on whose orders on whose orders your own you felt that within your own heart to go and stand for something no you were told to be at a specific place at a specific time and i mean i, I guess any protest you could you could argue that that's the case right mm-hmm. but but in your mind in your thought process, in your mindset, you're not thinking. Uh, there's no nuance to your thoughts. You're thinking, "He said, do it. I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the 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 take the um like the black and white binary thinking to the next level is that it's it's how they see their opponents too, yes. right? It's exactly. Like the, the 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 problem with this with binary thinking, especially at the political level, is that especially once you start seeing the other like as a th- basically as not as an opponent, mm-hmm. you see them as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're dealing with. It's right and wrong. Like they don't see Democrats as legitimate. Yeah. They don't see them as even Americans. Mm-hmm. They see them as like immoral has no values they hate they're trying to tear down our country they want to they hate our country they don't have the legitimate right to power Mm -hmm. and the only thing the only vestige left was that that we had was that it was like a free and fair election and the integrity of that election still gave legitimacy to a party that they didn't see themselves as legitimate but they're in there by a legitimate mechanism Mm -hmm. Now that the very legitimacy of that election of that mechanism has been degraded right. and devalued and delegitimized delegitimized mm-hmm. by the Republican Party. So right. now there's nothing legitimate about anything that you that we stand for. Yeah. Right. If you're part of the opposition, there is nothing That's to you point. that is legitimate in their yeah. eyes. Yeah. So of course a guy like that proud boy is going to stand up and say something like that to yeah. Donna and the Washougal and the rest of the Washougal school board yeah. who are elected officials. Yeah. 
by the majority of the community around him. I'm assuming he's a Washougal resident. I have no I idea. I would hope so. <laughs> but these people come from all over the yeah, place. Right, they, right. they just this is their battleground, right? right? Like most of the people, most of the the terrorists fighting Afghanistan weren't Afghani's. That that became the the mecca for the right. holy war against the West was yes. Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a there's a hot spot, they're going like people from all over the place are coming mm-hmm. because a fight there is a fight. It's it's the national fight, right? right? Like the fight in Washougal is just a microcosm of the larger fight for our morals for America going right. on. So they don't. Anyway, this this teardown of legitimacy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that black and white thinking—it's just, dude. Where do how do we come? Like, I was having I was having dinner with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he asked me like we were having this exact conversation. Me and uh, Koi and Matt and Kylie were having this conversation oh, wow. before mm-hmm. they left, and one of them asked me, "It's like because I was talking about this breakdown of." of that democratic yeah. norm of seeing your opposition as someone you work with and cooperation and a government and Equal how footing and how long, like, yes, the, in the constant, we won our independence in 1783. The, the declaration of independence was written in 1776. Mm-hmm. The con the constitution was ratified in 1789, but it really took t- 200 years in a civil war to hammer out all of those, and we still haven't gotten, we're still not perfect. No. We still have so much work to do. Uh, clearly. But it took 200 and something years just to get to the point where we saw, like, we started developing actual norms that could withstand a presidency mm-hmm. like Trump, mm-hmm. that could withstand a civil war, and you could we could come back together as a nation mm-hmm. through our differences. There's going to be ebbs and flows to that. But you see countries that are young democracies that mm-hmm. don't have those, dem- those instilled norms in the way they see themselves mm. as members of a democratic society and they don't have those institutions that are that are self-reinforcing through right. those norms and then less than four years those were torn down by this last presidency right yes and so the question was is how do we come back from where we are now and historically it's been war yeah it's been some sort of mass leveling it's either yes. a pandemic mm. like a societal crashing pandemic yeah or total war, and it feels like the the pot is boiling. And we've we we learned nothing from World War. Like it took seventy, it took essentially seventy years for us to unlearn what the world learned in World War Two. Right, that's terrifying. Which is a terrible, terrible like uh, it, that is a really bad mark on humanity as a species. Yeah, yeah, that we can forget basically life-saving species saving Saving, yeah lessons that quickly Mm -hmm. with that few generations yeah if you look at every other species and how they adapt and survive they're a lot smarter in terms of learning lessons on how to continue (laughs) right their species survival within their environment and yet we are so quick to de-learn to to not learn that kind of stuff we're shitty ass species it's the fucking internet man i'm telling you i was just reading a report of like uh just this theory or um uh, uh, uh just uh, they think that there's going to be a massive solar flare that knocks out the entire internet globally within like a 5 year span cool dude that sets us back <laughs> that sets <laughs> us back big time yeah um and that's terrifying dude mm-hmm. it's terrifying because you see the level in which how selfish all so many people are and I'm not trying to make sweeping generalizations of like, oh, the right is this and the left is this. But I do feel like there is 
I mean, when Trump won, there was very much of like, suck it up, fuck you, we won. Mm-hmm. And there was protests and there was some violence from, from, from the left that were pissed, right? Yeah. Um, and, they, it's, and there was a lot of people who, did, you know, behavior that we would condemn. Then when Trump loses, I feel like there was a general, like, I mean, there were a lot of people who wanted to be like, fuck you. Like, we got you back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, I feel like it's like, I mean, we did all want to be kind of like, all right. I, I, I just think that, that there's this general from those who, like, just did not want him in the White House anymore. We're kind of like, okay, now what? Like, let's fucking figure this out because where we just came from is not sustainable. We cannot continue to do this. And it's not, It's that has nothing to do with shitting on anyone who believes the opposite of us listen having a conversation with somebody who has no idea what they're talking about and just regurgitates whatever donald trump says it's difficult but i don't hate them i don't want them to die i'm not going to scream at them because they're the head of a school board like what am i missing here like why like donald trump he would say like he would say racist shit, dog whistling for all this terrible fucking shit, and we spoke out against it. But I'm still not standing in front of elected officials telling them that I'll remember their fucking names and imply that I'm going to violently take them out of power. There was four years of that shit. Well, they tie Antifa to us, so in their oh. minds, so in oh, their, okay. so in their minds, they're just a, they're the militant arm of mm-hmm. their side is justified because it's a it's an equal response to antifa okay but okay great that's a great that's a great point and that does kind of answer what i'm saying but so let's when i'm watching these karens right the these are people who i'm not attributing to as just being like trump supporters but they're the ones who are saying f you i'm not wearing a mask like don't tell me what to do don't tread on me and then they're like coughing in people's faces like they're just not decent people but then on the flip side when Donald Trump was president and like you had those people kind of feeling like their voices were being heard and then he was the representation. I'm I'm attributing them mm-hmm. to Donald Trump. But sure. but still they felt like, you know, hey, that's our guy we voted for. We're not having to wear masks. That wasn't a thing, right? But the the, the worst thing that I saw, like for us, was just like, hey, this person is like mocking this person of color, and you have people standing up for them. And like that was the that was like the you know, you have Antifa and you have Proud Boys, right? Those are the extremes. But then, like, if we move our way towards the middle, I have somebody here who's, like, berating a kid at Target. And then on the flip side, you have somebody confronting somebody else for just being just gross. Do you get what I'm saying as far as, like, moving yeah, towards? Yeah, no, like, I hear you. Let's find examples that are more parallel. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I still don't see those people who believe in science and education and uh, democracy and uh, diversity as being gross. Well, you you have, and this is going to sound really biased, but you have one side that's untethered to reality. And that's why you see asymmetry and there were in the, that's why you see asymmetry in the responses to the people around them. Mm Mm-hmm. The people who are coughing in other people's face are mm-hmm. doing that not because they actually think they're going to cause you harm. Mm-hmm. If they thought they were actually like, if they had bubonic plague, mm-hmm. only freaking psychopaths would be trying to yeah. cough on people. Okay. They don't believe it. Okay. Right? They don't believe oh, COVID is a threat. Right. So them coughing on you in their mind the isn't fuck? isn't actually not really, I guess it's just being a dick, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But there's trolls everywhere. There's yes. trolls on all sides. But 
That's to a different level. But it also could definitely kill somebody. You don't know that. But if, they do know. In their mind, they do know that. Oh, dude, you're going to get down. That's um, what I'm uh, saying. It's untied to reality, right? Sure, because sure. it's the it's the uh, the mystic pizza thing. Yes. Where yes. Uh, Hillary Clinton, some guy went and held up a pizza parlor in Virginia because Great he point. was told that that pizza parlor was owned by Hillary Clinton and was being used to smuggle kids into the into sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of un. I mean, that is the extreme of being untethered to reality. Yeah. But they believe that COVID. I mean. Fox News tells them COVID isn't a big threat. Mm -hmm. You can take ivermectin and you're going to be fine. Yeah. They're all vaccinated, apparently. Yeah, they are. But regardless, <laughs> right? But that's the messaging. Yeah. Right? And then so they believe it. That's their reality. Yeah. So when someone tells them you need to put on a mask to protect yourself from something that isn't scary, that isn't scary. And so then you're being told that that's how they're trying to control you. The, the cabal, right? The the Donna Sinclairs, the people who are trying to yes. control our kids' minds with um, critical race theory yes. and all of this stuff. Dude, it's all one combined effort. And they're basically on the... They're Paul Revere in their minds, dude. And we're they, the British? Like, we're just encroaching on their we're America? The we're the tyrannical. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. The we're, we're tyrannical. Okay. And they're the ones trying to stand up for original intent of freedom in America. Unless it comes That's to how they like see women's themselves. bodies. But they're standing up for the unborn. See, in their minds, okay. they're an unborn child is an American. Okay. And if they believe mm -hmm. life begins at conception, yes. then that's a life that needs protecting and is therefore complete that choice is then like taken away like there's no longer a choice anymore because you can't allow the mom to murder a, a baby right because there's no choice for yes that, for the yeah child. Mm -hmm. okay I, do, i'm not saying that as my i, no, I no, please no, 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 do no. not I, take <laughs> that as my opinion on abortion I, I, uh, i'm not even but, touching but that I, I mean we the government telling us to wear masks and wear and to get vaccinated, that is them controlling us. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't. But you guys don't want. Um, so as that is our freedom, and the government can't control us, isn't that what you guys are saying for women's rights? Like, don't tell the government what you do, what to do. But to them, there's lives at stake, so that's not an equal comparison. That's what I'm saying. It's not an equal comparison. To them, it's not an equal comparison. But to me, it isn't. You're, you're, to, okay, but that's exactly my point. So lives are at stake, But right? we're calling them hypocrites because they're yes. saying, on one side, you can't tell me what to do with my body, but on the other side, I can tell someone what to do with my body. Yeah, but then on the also, they're also saying. But they already think COVID's not a threat. But they're also using that as their example, their, their hypocrisy that we're pointing out, they're using as our hypocrisy. Well, yeah, they're, they're idiots, but I mean, it's. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I do get what you're saying. For me, it's um, they have the complete. They have the complete inability to think that someone can think about an idea or a topic differently than they do and that both don't have to be wrong. Right, I can believe that life begins at conception. That okay. is my own personal belief, <laughs> and you can believe that it doesn't. Okay, and neither of us are technically wrong because that is all constructed. Okay, but okay, and you can't tell that other person. You like 
if you are really about complete individual personal freedom, mm-hmm. you have to honor that other person's idea of... Do you? Of... Is it, like, absolute? I'm talking about abortion okay. here. Okay. Like... <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do it. If Let's you, go. But I'm not entirely for all freedom. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. for liberty. I like liberty. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that... If someone okay, you got me. You got me completely. I, I'm off. I'm off my. I'm uh, off. Uh-oh, I'm, uh-oh, I'm uh-oh, off right now. <laughs> if you you have, I, I just they they can't see. They can't see that somebody else can think of can see something differently, right? And then that that person, if they think differently than me, mm-hmm. they're automatic. They're wrong. They can't. I can't see that they can see things differently, yeah. and we can come to the same. We can come to different conclusions based on the same set of facts. Yeah. Anyway, that's my point. The problem is, I think, is this: it's 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 this false equivalency, right? If if so, we we discuss the parameters of like uh, or the the concept of abortion, right? And and everybody's perception of what not everybody's, but like this idea, right, of what abortion is and um kind of how they look at it. But in the same sense, like no, don't do that because you're 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 ending a life, you're threatening a life, you're risking a life, right? Mm-hmm. Um. On the flip side, with the mask wearing, I think it goes back to they don't believe in it. So there is no life at risk with that. Right? Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, yeah so, saying. so there's no life at risk with that. I'm over it. Ultimately. Yes. Cap it. Cap I, it. Ultimately, I just think it comes down to you have to understand that people see things like they have they see things differently. That, right? It's all far more nuanced than people make it. It's black and white. It's either or. Wear a mask or don't. Ban abortion or no. Like, there are there are so many people who argue for or against abortion for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. It's not all one reason yeah. or all not another reason. And that, I think, is where we lose each other in these arguments. And, and, and I, again, I'm just regurgitating, I, I think, in, in recapping what you're saying, is that how do we get here where everybody's the enemy and everybody's either right or wrong? And I think that that's – I think that that, that – Thread is through everything in our culture and society now, and it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so one person was like, one person posted a video, and it was like, "Hey," uh, and someone like uh, someone I know posted like the same video from TikTok, dude. Everybody's getting their fucking information from TikTok, dude. It's so stupid. Who would have ever thought that that would become a news source? It's so weird. It's not even news. It's people in their fucking garage. I know. Like people or people like sitting, us. <laughs> yeah. If I have to see one more video of some dude sitting in, in the their front, car, yes, like. With the cam, with the camera, I'm gonna tell it how it is. Yep. I'm like, you're not telling anybody shit. We should make one of those, dude. Uh, anyway, so they were like, "Yo, she ain't wrong." And the video is this woman like, "Oh, do we ha- do we give sex offender uh, passports to enter into into restaurants, into stores?" No, I don't think so. So you're gonna make us have a COVID nineteen uh, passport? So my comment was like, "Hey, could you tell me what the current R not of sex offending is?" The current what R not the uh uh. The rate in which it's contagious. Mm. Do you have a TikTok that you could make a comment? No, they posted it on Facebook. Oh, they did. Fuck no, I don't have TikTok. I'm an adult. But that's my point. Mm-hmm. You're you're equating sex offenders being outwardly identifiable. Yeah. To people who are protected against COVID. You can give me COVID. You cannot turn me into a sex offender. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that's not meant. I know what it is. That's it's not, about saving the children. That's all we care about. It's not meant except for foster care kids. Those up. things, those videos are not meant to con aren't meant to convert other people. It's meant to get applause from the people who already agree with you. Unfortunately, right. So one last thing I want to bring up. We didn't even fucking talk about any of this, but I think that that that's something. If nothing is done about the South Dakota shit, then we definitely need to talk about it next week. Okay. I'll give it some time. I'll allow, I'll allow, I will allow the government to fucking hold, hold themselves accountable and fix their shit before I start tearing them down. Well, the thing with South Dakota is, is this happened months ago. Did and, it? Yeah. Why? And it's just now coming out the shady aspects of it. Okay. Maybe we should talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I wanted to bring up one more thing. Okay. So, and it's because people are sending it to me and they don't understand. Joe Biden says that the best thing that people could do who are in... Um, uh, hurricane-prone regions of the United States is get vaccinated, and nobody can understand why. Uh, because when a national natural disaster hits and people have injuries uh, that aren't COVID-related, they need room in hospitals. Thank you. And currently, those hospitals are overrun with COVID patients. Yeah. How do you not understand that? They think that like, cause in the, in, in the clips that everybody's sharing, like, you know what, if they, if you're prone and if you're prone, if you're in a, a hurricane prone region and the storms are getting bigger, the best thing you can do is get vaccinated. Isolated that clip. You're like, wait, what? But if you just take two seconds to fucking consider why he would say that instead of just having an emotional gut reaction to it going, well, fucking idiot it's the the answer is so just annoyingly obvious like think about it for just two seconds but here's please. but here's the thing dude i tried to use that argument with somebody talking about something very similar uh-huh and i was like like just top stop and think for two seconds well about the the reason why getting vaccinated oh, okay. like and wearing masks and limiting how many people are getting sick at one particular time because it's never been about stopping everybody from getting sick it's about yeah. keeping it managed like especially before the vaccine it's about keeping it manageable so the hospitals didn't go overrun yeah yeah it's the same yes. concept applies and especially so in areas prone to natural disasters yeah i was having that conversation with somebody and that person was like, we should just be able to do whatever we want to do. If someone wants to wear a mask, they should wear a mask. If they want to stay at home, they can stay at home. The rest of us can just do what we want to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, except when all of you get sick and that person who's been staying home, that person's been wearing a mask, needs to go there for a heart attack and they can't find a hospital room because yeah. everybody else is sick from COVID. Yep. That's a problem. Our health infrastructure cannot withstand mm -hmm. that. Seems pretty basic to me. Yeah. I got hit back with, do you actually believe that all the people that are in there for COVID are actually there for COVID? I had a buddy that got into a car accident and they, and they, uh, they categorize it as a COVID accident. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. No, I, I don't know anything about that. I didn't see the guy's charts, but I can guarantee you there is no such fucking thing <laughs> as a COVID car accident. <laughs> Did they have COVID? No. Oh, okay. Did you hear about Nicki Minaj's tweet? No. You didn't? No. This is like hot shit right now. Well, this and apparently I didn't see the thing with uh, AOC either. Oh, this is exactly what you're talking about. Nicki Minaj tweets this and everybody's like, hold the fuck. Hold on. Why are we listening to uh, virologists and scientists when Nicki Minaj clearly has the insight to COVID? 
She tweets, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. Just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Dude, if I knew that, I wouldn't have got vaccinated, bro. That explains a lot. <laughs> Everyone's like, yo, homie, uh, that dude's got an STD. He was fucking around. <laughs> like, dude, it's just like everyone is shredding her to bits. But that is exactly what you're talking about. Uh, it's it's uh, anecdotal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's gospel truth. And, and talking about anecdotal, those are all those fucking stupid videos on TikTok. Those are all anecdotal situations or mm-hmm. ideas or situations or or they're not original ideas. I mean, and if they are, they said, oh, dude, I'm going to post that up on TikTok. They're doing it for the likes. They're doing it for the trends. That guy who was a proud boy just berating these people. Why is it on YouTube? If you're doing it for the right cause, like, come on, mm-hmm. like you're out there like like we don't I don't know. We don't go and do things. Yeah, it's like gifting somebody something and then bragging like, hey, guess what I got him? Like, that's weird. It is weird. It's weird. Anyway, so tell me about, uh, sorry, that that was just a lot. We're rambling. Where are we at? 123. Uh, we, got a, we got a couple minutes. Yeah, I know right. you want to get to it. GOP donors funding South Dakota National Guard troops in Texas. So this is from 2017? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, so this has been going on for a while. Yeah. So, but this was from yes. That when is that one from? Yesterday, yes. I think. Okay, that's the um, Christy Nome's National Guard deployment is America's future. This is from the Atlantic. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the recent decision by South Dakota Governor Christy Nome to accept private funding for Will- from Willis Johnson, a major Republican donor, to send her state's National Guard to the Mexican border has been called unprecedented, a conflict of interest, and abuse of public power for personal political gain, an outsourcing of private and privatization of national security, an assault on the authority and legitimacy of the federal government. In a reflection of, as the journalist Paul Waldman put it in the Washington Post, some people's rejection of the idea that existing rules and structures have to be considered legitimate at all. So, essentially, in a nutshell, some dude paid South Dakota's governor, the government of South Dakota, to send the state's National Guard to secure the border. Right. Who cares? And apparently nobody's talking about it. I mean, why is that even a big deal? Uh, it's basically privatizing the military. <laughs> I don't know why this is 2017. Well, there was a National Guard sent to Texas? the border in 2017. Okay. From North from, Dakota? From all over. Remember, Trump mobilized the National Guard okay. Okay. back in 2017. That was a legitimate act. That was a gen- I mean, that was questionable to begin with, constitutional questionable, if he could even do that. Right. Um, deploy... American troops, but they were National Guard. But to move National Guard out of some states and put them on the border, it was right. constitutionally questionable. This is a whole nother level. A state Okay, gov- so I don't know why that says that. Okay. This is, I'm looking and it's 2021, July 2021. Oh, okay. Um, and this is from, this article is from July 7, 2021. Okay. Um, I was going to say, this all seems yeah, pretty I, recent. Yeah, I don't know why it says that. That's super weird. Anyways, yeah, dude. So, my my first my first question in, in in consideration was what are the parameters in which or like what are the methods 
that they're going because they're going to try to excuse it, right? They're going to try to say like, oh, it was donated for this, and you know what I mean. That that's legal. That's okay. Um, so there, somebody represent representative from uh, what's her name? The governor? Yeah. Christy Nome. Christy Nome. Sorry. Um, govern. Oh, so this is what uh, Ian Fury, who's a representative for Christy Nome, says. Governor Nome welcomes any donations that will help alleviate the cost, alleviate the cost to South Dakota taxpayers. But why is South Dakota sending its National Guard to the Texas border? Because Joe Biden isn't doing his job and funding the protection of the border is is the argument here. So states believe that they can yeah. act on their own in terms of national security. Mm-hmm. It was a million dollars. So yeah, um, the representative states that says that two state laws allow private donations that are quote, in the best interest of the state and for quote, emergency management. A professor at South Dakota School of Law says nothing in the state prevents the donation, but it would be illegal if the mission was instigated and directed by the donors. Which you'd have, I mean, you're going to have to try to prove that. Right. So. That it seems. A military lawyer from California, from the California National Guard. This is all um, NPR stuff that I'm, I'm finding these, like, I found these quotes mm-hmm. and stuff. He says, uh, Dwight Sterling says, if we allow a private citizen to donate money for a particular operation or mission. So that is it. You know that the, 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 the so his argument right here is that the argument against or for it is that, hey, we're just giving money and that's, you know, and, that's mm-hmm. who knows what it's there going was no for. We're no, yeah, we're not telling them that this is what the money's for. He's arguing that if it says if we allow a private citizen to donate money for a particular operation or mission, they know what it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Nome even Nome even tweeted somewhat, it, even like like even confirmed it. Nome's yeah. representative by saying uh, she welcomes anything that helps offset the cost of South Dakota taxpayers. Right. If what's the cost yeah. then? Right. Right. The cost was sending the National Guard. Mm. to the border that's an acknowledgement that's an acknowledgement of it lawyers uh then it looks like these people are just that stupid and that and out in the open of it yeah then it looks like those soldiers are working he can figure it out (laughs) then it looks like those soldiers are working for the billionaire or for the donor and i love this part and this is the part that i think is is so threatening to the the entire system but and that puts the chain of command in doubt and raises a question about the whole legitimacy of the mission the whole legitimacy of what gives government authority yeah is well what the government gets is the legitimate use of authority mm-hmm. the monopoly on the use yes. of legitimate authority within its borders mm-hmm. that is one of the vestiges of like a stable government mm-hmm. it's the bedrock in which all of this exists yeah and not that is being threatened yeah. now yeah like they're, like think about it. Like I, I don't I, like they're they're giving money. A private citizen is giving a million dollars to pay for South Dakota to send their National Guard to the border. Yeah, and that's okay because Joe Biden isn't doing his job. 
And what are, the National Guard can't engage down there. They're not doing anything other than standing around. Right. But still, it's it a bring, political. It, it's a political. It, it act. is, but it's it's a political act to win her points because all signs point to her running for president in 2024 oh really yeah yeah she's like on a short she's on the republican short list oh interesting so this adds some context here right she wants to be like i'm tough on the border i sent my state's national guard to defend you and then but without any this is how stupid they are they have no idea she didn't i don't think she even intended to like i don't think she has the foresight to actually undermine the monopoly on the use on the use of force like concept for a government, right? What do you mean? Well, I don't think she was like, oh, I, I, I want to undermine the rule of law in the United States she or the legitimacy. Legitimacy. I don't think that's even her goal. Oh, it's, but that's the consequence of the action. It's a consequence of the yes. action. Her action was to score political points. Yes, and then in and then in, in doing the, so, in doing so, she is eroding Ugh. the very legitimacy of our of our state. But that's how you win now. Yeah, I mean, there was already people tweeting out that the uh, recall election was was rigged <gasps> in California. In California, before the vo- before the votes were even tallied, Jeff, there were tweets going out by Trump that it was uh, that it was illegitimate, and it was there was rampant fraud. You don't even have to prove it anymore, man. You just throw it out there. Yeah, that's scary. any election that you don't like is fraudulent any outcome and you don't like is fraudulent right and everything is just up for grabs it's lawless as long as you act out in the open you can do it with impunity you can shoot a guy on fifth avenue and people will still vote for you yeah governor Noam tweeted monday that she's sending up to okay also this quant this number of troops like i'm looking now and some some are saying 125 sold uh soldiers but 50 soldiers that's like Donald Trump building the wall. Like, it's not doing anything. <laughs> it's not doing anything. Um, but the fact that troops were sent when money was paid. Noam says the deployment is being funded with private donation. Um, she she Her tweet on Monday said that it is because, quote, the Biden administration has failed to keep America safe. And her 50 South Dakota troops are going to fix that. They're going to save America. Well, it's not about saving America. It's not about any. It's not about anything. Any of the lip service that they pay it to. It's about the perception and being able to stand up on a stage and make your case to be the the, the president of an authority like, to be the candidate from a th- authoritarian regime. Right. Oh God, that's terrifying. That just hearing you say that, I'm like, whoa. That's what we're do. Yeah. The Lincoln Project is not using hyperbole when they say the Republican Party is authoritarian. Wow. They are, dude. Like at this point, if you are. If you were if you were a member of the Republican Party, man, like you're you you semi condone all of this shit. Yeah. Like you condone it. Yeah. Because they're out in the open with it now. Yeah. So there's no hiding behind. Well, that's just you know, there's no hiding behind process. There's no hiding behind because this is all being done out in the open now. Yeah. You can't deny it. Yeah. Like you're if you're putting that R next to your name, man, you're signing off on all this. You're signing off on this shit. And consider this precedent from this. Um, from the action from uh, Governor Christine Ohm, uh everybody is so upset or has an opinion or has a fear of big tech. Let's let let Bezos 
let homeboy from Microsoft, what's his name? Uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Let him start funding the military for his objectives mm-hmm. and for his interests. Is it still okay? Are these people going to be okay with that? Because his argument will be to defend and save America. That's a dangerous, dangerous road. Yeah, and who are they? And then at that point, who is the military serving? Yeah. Are they serving us? What? What? We all know that they take an oath to defend the Constitution. And what is this? Who and are you working civilian for? civilian control of the military. Yeah. That is very much a... That is the bedrock of the military. And it's civilian controlled mm-hmm. for a very specific purpose. And you're taking... You were destroying that precedent. Well, this is civilian controlled. <laughs> One civilian controlled. Right. Yeah. You have the money so you can... You can dictate what happens. Dude... If you want to, you want a lesson in how privatized military mm-hmm. affects the legitimacy of a state. Mm-hmm. Look at case studies throughout Africa, mm-hmm. because African states are poor. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to call them shitholes like Trump did. Right, they're poor. Yeah, so they rely on paying private militaries mm. to try to uphold rule of law within their borders right. rightfully or wrongfully whatever the laws are right but they, that's what happens though that is like there's i studied this quite a bit when i was an american the pri- you know privatization of of forces and a lot most of the states that rely on that have the lowest approval ratings mm. amongst their population because they don't see that force is legitimate anymore right right that's a great point and you want to you want to you want to undo the trust in law enforcement and undo the trust in our military? Yeah. Start making the question of start then all of a sudden when the cop shows up at your house or the military is Who's parading his paycheck. Yeah. Who is that? is that person actually serving me? Yeah. Or are they serving whatever millionaire just paid them? Yeah. That's what we're looking at. This is what this starts. Yeah. You can look at it and laugh. Oh, it's 25 people from South Dakota sent to right. the border. It doesn't mean anything. Dude, you can't take anything off the table when you're talking about people who are power hungry and trying to grab power yep. like Trump. Yep. Yep. We it's, already just yeah. learned that Miley, the joint chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, was so concerned in the waning days of the Trump administration that he was going to spark a war with China, presumably to keep himself in power. Yeah. That Miley felt compelled to call his counterpart in Beijing to try to avert a war. Yeah. Literally just saying, like, dude, we're good. Like, nothing's happening. We're chill. That's fucking scary, dude. (laughs) And then, I wasn't there a report that I read? Uh, Maybe I was just tired and reading shit. But um, there was a conversation between um, uh, Pence and a predecessor, a previous vice president. And Pence talking about uh, continuing to question the legitimacy of the Biden win so that Trump could remain in president in the presidency, then knowing then that he would be removed. So then Pence could become president. And I can't remember, but they told him, dude, don't just just validate the the election. Yeah, that's that's that came out in uh, in the congressional Mm. um, investigation of really. Yeah. That's fucking shady. 
Like, look at the corruption. Look at the corruption. Like, this is this is. But these people, yeah, this party yeah. is the one looking out for America's best interests. Yeah, it's so weird, dude. Donald Trump has spent his entire life manipulating and screwing over the fucking small man, the small business owner. Mm-hmm. But he's got your back now. Vote for him again in 2024. He's running, dude. I know. Well, he can't run, dude. Joe Biden runs. Joe Biden's not running. I know, but he runs. <laughs> True, he does. <laughs> he jogs out on the stage. I love it. I love it. All right, that's a long one, guys. I'm sorry, but we had a lot to say. We did. There was a lot. There's that we haven't had this, and we haven't done this, and there's been too many TTRs, and mm-hmm. not too many TTRs, but it's been back to back. Like, also shame on you guys for not listening dude, to the for Republic. real. I was in the shower listening to you, and Matt, tell me all about Afghanistan. Oh yeah, what did yeah. you think of the? Uh, I got halfway oh, through. Okay. I'm not done with it yet, but dude, it's good shit. It's quality fucking researched like. It's the mental gymnastics. Like, listen to it. There's history there. Like, it's awesome. It's so fun for me. And it's it doesn't feel like my show, so I enjoy it. Like, when I do it, I'm like, fuck, that was a lot of work, man. I need to just play video games or something. <laughs> but hearing you guys, after you do the work, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's right. Do that work. <laughs> yeah, shame on you guys for not listening, though. Uh, but also shame on you for not listening to Alex's episode. True. Bye. Bye. Bye.